0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Like I said today, the gift of Jesus is our title. I want to give you the definition, though, of gift. A gift or a present is an item given to someone without expectation of payment or anything in return. An item is not a gift if the item is already owned by the one to whom you're giving it to, or who you know. Or if if I, if I took something from somebody else and then I try to give it to you, that's not really a gift. That gift should have been something that I went personally and I either made it or I purchased it and then I'm giving it to you. I didn't take something from you or take it from somebody else. I personally paid a price for it or sewed my life into it and made it, and I'm giving it to you. Although gift-giving might involve sometimes an expectation on the other side of the person that they might get something back, a gift is meant to be free just like Jesus was freely given to us. You know, we don't have to pay. He paid the price, but we don't have to pay. He laid his life down for us. What a gift. You know, uh, right now we find ourselves, quote, in the Christmas season, and nowadays, boy, I'll tell you, in some places Christmas starts in the summertime. They already start putting Christmas stuff out. It's like they don't even give us a chance to get past the fourth of july or you know and it used to be they did celebrate quote fall and you know celebrated thanksgiving and now i mean they're pushing christmas way back in the summertime not even given a chance to go through the seasons it used to be it was the whole month of december you know now they're trying to you know get it out there a lot sooner but and saying all that Usually, this time of year, we call Mary Christmas. But as a Christian, we need to keep that first part of Christmas. Christ is what needs to be emphasized because that really is why it's the most wonderful time of year. It's because of Jesus. He is the Prince of Peace, and he's the one that makes it the most wonderful time of year. So I hope that in this Christmas season, you're finding yourself advancing in your faith and enjoying your relationship with Jesus. Because when you enjoy your relationship with Jesus, it really can be a good time. It doesn't matter if you have no money to buy gifts. It doesn't matter if you don't have, you know, everything perfect. You know, if you didn't maybe get your decorations up this year. There's, last year, I didn't put any up because I had no grandchildren coming. So I ended up not doing any of it. Some of it was a little self-pity party because I thought, well, ain't nobody coming. <laughs> Why should I decorate? So that was on me, and I missed out because I enjoy, I love Christmas. My kids have always called me Mother Christmas because I love to decorate. And I have lots of decorations. I've given lots away, and then somehow I keep getting more, and I give more away, and I get more. I gave a whole bunch of shoes. Pastor said, "Lord, I hope you don't get back as many shoes you get." Yeah. I brought a big bag of shoes over, a big bag and donated them. I brought Miss Betty another pair this morning. She said, "So he said, I hope you don't give back all them shoes you've been donating." But anyway, Christmas should be a happy time. Regardless, you know, it's what we make up the years. We've celebrated Christmas. We didn't have natural family. We've always had just church family. But it wasn't about who was around us. It's about who's in us. And then when you have Jesus on the inside of you, you can make Christmas with everybody. We always made it a point, uh, especially, and we do it here too, but even more when we were in Vermont because there was a lot of people around us that didn't have anybody You know, and we knew what that was like. We didn't have any, quote, family around us. We had the church family, but we always had people over, you know, to make sure that nobody ever celebrated the Christmas holiday. Now, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm not having people, you know, somebody over at my house during Christmas. That's supposed to be about family. Well, what is family? It's not just your blood. It's those around you. Sharing it with those that you love. So we involved people and had them come over, you know. I mean, some people didn't even go to the church, but we found out that maybe they were going to be alone because someone had done that for us. When we first got saved, we were all alone. We had our two little children, you know. We lived in a shack, had no money, just barely found out about Jesus. And this family that didn't even go to the church that we got saved in, um, had invited us to ha- come have Christmas at their house with their family. And, you know, I remember as a new Christian, that meant more to us. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I thought, you want us to come to your house and have Christmas with you and your family? That's supposed to be for you and your family. And they said, you're our family. You're in the family of God, you know. And that was so touching to us. That did something. For us because that what that what were they doing? They were showing the love of God. They were showing Jesus' love that could not be shown by any gift. Coming over to their house, eating dinner <laughs> with them was the most precious thing I can think I can remember when we first got saved, was because somebody invited us into their home to have Christmas with them. So let's make sure that we're sharing the gift of Jesus. Don't be selfish and keep it to yourself. It's supposed to be a gift that's given away. So I love this time of year because it is full of joy, because we get to see the whole world recognizing and acknowledging Jesus even though they don't realize it. They don't even realize it, and they're acknowledging Jesus Christ. That's what gets me all excited. They're proclaiming the birth of Jesus everywhere you go. It's the most wonderful time of year. Why? Because of Jesus. That's where we got to keep that center. In Isaiah 9-6, the prophetic words were, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now, when you look at Isaiah's list of titles, the one that stands out the most is the one called Wonderful. Wonderful. God gave his best when he gave his only son to you and me. And it's this great gift that makes this the most wonderful time of the year. Love was born His light was shine bright. But guess who that light needs to be shining through? You and me. Humanity didn't need another new religion. It needed a divine presence. And that's what Jesus did. That's why Christ in you and me are so wonderful. A living God living on the inside of you and me. That's powerful beyond our natural thinking. We can't even think in our reasoning how that it could even be possible Imagine that. It's just impossible for us, our minds to comprehend that. But is he living on the inside of you today? If not, it can be as easy as saying, Dear Lord, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Be my Savior. I believe you died on the cross. I don't understand everything. I don't know everything, but I want you to be Lord of every area of my life. Come into my life today in Jesus' name. So let's seal the deal today. If you haven't never sealed the deal, today's your day to seal the deal. So now you can look at yourself and know it. Maybe you weren't sure. Maybe you've gotten away from God. Well, today you said that prayer and said it in your heart. Well, then today you sealed the deal. Today you can now look at yourself and know it. I've got the living God living on the inside of me. Now I can go be a light in this dark world, and I can shine bright for him. Because this is why you and I can stay excited. That even when things don't look good, we can stay excited about our salvation because the salvation is a miracle fusion of God and man coming together. There's no natural explanation for that. Only God. It enables us to read and to hear his word and to begin to get understanding now in Revelation See, when you don't know God, it's hard for you to understand and have revelation of his word. But when the living one comes on inside of you, then the Holy Spirit helps to guide and direct us. He becomes our teacher. And then now even in your natural life, you can get understanding, wisdom, favor, and direction for things where your life's been messed up, turned upside down, confused. Now God will bring in a calm. God will bring in peace. God will bring in direction. He'll bring in order. He'll bring in favor. It enables us to get that revelation. We are taken out of darkness and into God's marvelous light. What a wonderful thing. That is why that our salvation will never grow old. It won't grow stale if we keep it fueled. But you've got to keep feeding your spirit on the Word of God, coming to church, being in fellowship, Uh, with your church family, learning of God, hearing his word. That's how you keep yourself fed. Just like in the natural, you feed yourself food and water to keep yourself going. Well, just like your spirit man needs to be fed on a daily basis, spending time with God so that you can stay alive, so that you can be full of his hope and his glory. Rejoice in him. You know, Jesus came into this world as a child. It was his birth that energized the whole world. And still to this day, there's an energy. And that's what we should be full of, the energy of God. That even though sometimes your natural body feels like it don't have any energy, if we'll keep our spirit man fed, there'll be times that that spirit man can rise up and help this old fleshy body to line up and get some energy, get energized. But we should be energized and giving that energy around. He is not a religion, he is a person. He was more than just the son of Joseph and Mary. He was and is the son of the living God. Now you can see why he had so many titles. Because he is our everything. There's nothing in life that God cannot and will not be there for you in. He is your everything. The life and the spirit of man Jesus began with humanity, but he rose to divinity. That is why he sits on the throne of heaven, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. God gave his best gift to the world. He gave it to you and me. He gave him to you and me. That's why people all over the world celebrate Christmas with family and friends and buying gifts for each other. We honor God by imitating Him and giving our best to the ones that we love. It really is the most wonderful time of year because Jesus' character is spoken throughout the world in so many ways. It's supernatural, really, what happens at Christmas time. There really is something special because His name gets to be proclaimed, and even acts that the unsaved will do, they don't even know that they're proclaiming Jesus' love. They're imitating him to a degree. His presence begins to radiate more than any other time of the year. But we need to learn to become that light every day of the year. The character of Christ was rooted in submission to God and the honor. He honored the will of his father which is obedience, and we sure don't like to hear that word, especially in the church. But it really is simple. If we'll be willing and obedient to follow God, I'm telling you, he'll open up doors that no man can open. Heal your body that the doctor says there is no hope. Restore relationships and marriages. Bring in your children and loved ones that are hooked on drugs and alcohol, bound, and all kinds of stuff, God can break that thing and set them free. The power of Jesus. But we've got to accept his word by faith. And when we do, watch yourself grow. When you get planted, now remember, if you've been here any time, you know, you heard me share this, that in the natural, you get a, buy a tree or a bush, you know, that's supposed to grow. It, they'll put it in a little five-gallon pot. And it can stay there for a while, and sometimes it can even survive for a year or two till you're ready to transplant it. But some bushes and trees don't do well in that little pot. After a while, they get root-bound. After a while, they begin to get stunted. Some die, but now some have become to a stage they'll now never have the opportunity to ever grow because they got stunted because they weren't planted. They didn't get rooted so that they could get down in deep ground and get their roots out. It's the same thing when you come into a church and you become part, and you become part of the family. You become a member. You join, and then you get active, and you start being involved. Now your roots to get to go down deep. Now you'll begin to grow and flourish, see, and you get stronger and stronger. Why? Now you're making room for more people to come into your life <clears throat> because that's what we believe around here. That it's people for our life See, it's not about just what we do in here It's about who are we bringing in here Those that don't know But you've got to be planted You've got to have your roots to go down deep So we've got to accept it by faith And when we accept his word by faith Begin and get planted Begin to watch yourself grow So no matter how helpless you feel today No matter how hurt or broken hearted No matter what has happened God said I am there I am your comforter. I am your friend. I am your healer. He is your deliverer. He is your help in times of trouble. He is your Jehovah-Jireh, your provider. There's nothing that God cannot and will not do for you, but you'll have to believe him. You've got to accept it by faith. So no matter how helpless you're feeling today, Jesus is waiting to intervene on your and my behalf. But guess what? It's you, it's you, it's me, who gives him the power to do something wonderful in our lives. Did you know that God is a gentleman? He's not going to force himself on you. He's waiting for an invitation. God, I need help in this area of my life. I've made a mess of things. Maybe other people have made a mess of my life, but guess what? It's what I do with what has happened is what makes a difference. If I'm going to trust God to fix it, or I'm going to live in the blame game for the rest of my life and be the victim and not the victor, or if I'm going to get up and accept responsibility, maybe I had some part in it, and then I say, God, I need you. I need you to change me. I need you to fix this. But no matter where you are today, God said, I'm waiting because it said it's up to you. We give him the access. We give him the power to change everything and anything on our behalf. But he's waiting on an invitation. For you and for me. And He saying, I'm waiting in, to get in every area of your life. I believe today, I heard this word this morning when I was praying. He said, he said, many of my people today, and even those that will be there, they've given me certain access into their lives. But there's still many areas that I haven't been allowed. See, and that's key. Jesus is waiting. Come on, Lord, come in there too fix that or help me to be free from that or them or whatever God said I'm waiting for them to invite so be willing and be obedient and you'll reap the good land you'll reap the good things you'll reap the harvest that the father has for you if we'll be willing and obedient stop trying to figure it out okay some of you need to make some new list need to make some God list see there's a lot of good ideas but is it a God idea there's many good ideas that have gotten people killed. There's many good ideas that have, people have lost their marriages, lost relationships, lost jobs, lost their joy, their peace, their health because they thought it was a good idea. But did you find out if it was God's idea? See, that's the key. See, there's a lot of good things out there we could be doing personally and as a church, but we've got to find out what is God saying to you, what is God saying to us to do, Because, see, there's a lot of good things, but then you're going to be doing a lot of good things, but you're not going to be doing the one God thing, maybe, that God told you to do that's going to make a difference in your life and affect other people's. So we got to make sure we're doing the God thing. So let's just believe him so we can see things turn around. Quit trying to figure it out. See, because this mind can't. That's where faith comes in. It's where we just say, God... I'm just going to trust you. I'm just going to trust you. Remember, you've heard Pastor Bruce say this many times, that if you're not careful, see, you'll miss opportunities too, that your trouble, your setbacks become your setup for success for the better. Today I declare, you, some of you go, but you don't know my troubles, Pastor Sandy. Hey, I got troubles too. If I begin to tell you the troubles I got personally and in this church and in the, at the farm and everywhere else, you'd go, whoa, well, you've got a lot of problems too. But I don't have to go tell you all my problems. I tell him my troubles. And if I lived in my troubles or if I let my troubles determine and dictate right now, I would have quit a long time ago. I would have quit God a long time ago. We would have left this church a long time ago. But guess what? My troubles don't determine my destiny. My faith and trust in God does. And that's where I'll have my eternal life. And that's where I'll receive his rewards. That's where I'll see people for my life. So today, let's take your troubles and let's just say, praise God. That's an opportunity for me to triumph. Another opportunity for God to show up on my behalf. Another opportunity for me to say, guess what? I may have had troubles a bunch of them, but guess what? I'm walking towards God, so I'm going to be triumphant. I'm going to be victorious. I'm going to turn my troubles around. I'm not going to live in defeat. I'm going to choose to believe God, and when I do, my troubles are going to turn to triumph. Some people celebrate Christmas just at Christmas, but as a a believer, you need to be celebrating them every day. Get the joy about you every day. Get hope and peace in your life every day. God wants you to be happy. He wants you to be filled with his joy and his peace and his love. Oh, God so loves you. Let's learn to celebrate the Christ in Christmas every day because he is your everything. And when we do, you'll become stronger You'll become happier. You'll become full of joy. And even in the midst of the trouble. And sometimes, let me tell you, I know what it's like. It feels like the water's going up your nose. You're so deep in it. You think, oh, Lord, oh, God, I can barely see. But guess what? Just keep crying out and saying, God, but thank you, because I know you won't let me drown. I know you won't let me go down. If I can just see just a little bit, if all I can do is wiggle my little pinky and say, Jesus, if that's all you can do, that's a wonderful name. There's power in that name. I'll tell you, there's been times in our life that's all I could do. That's all I had strength to do. That's all I had wits about me to do. I was so distraught and distressed and trouble on every side, all I could do was say, Jesus, Jesus. Back about four and a half years ago, when our car was flipping and rolling about four times and, Every time my head hit that roof, it felt like a hammer, and I felt death come in that car. All I remembered, I heard a voice say, Say Jesus. And I began to say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And when that car finally landed upright, guess what? We had a CD playing in there of Gloria and Kenneth Copeland, and guess what? That thing was still playing. The (laughs) Word of God was still going forth. I had jewelry on. It was gone. Our shoes were off our feet. Pastor's wallet was laying on my chest. I'm going to tell you, everything had turned up, flipped upside down, and everything was outside the car. Things from outside the car came in the car. But Jesus was on the scene because there's power in the name. So if that's all you can do sometimes, let me tell you, it'd be a matter of life and death. Just cry out, Jesus. Jesus. And I'll tell you, there ain't no devil in hell. There's no demonic spirit. There's no spirit of depression or death that can override the name of Jesus. But you got to say it. I can't say it for you and you can't say it for me. You're going to have to say it for yourself. So let's go give this Jesus away because he really is your everything. So in your time of troubles, don't focus on the trouble. Let's focus on the answer. And who's got the answers? He does. Let's focus on him because then we just give him another opportunity to show up on our behalf, show the devil and the world and everybody around us that he's a liar and that God is true. God is living and alive, and he's well able to show up on my behalf. And guess what? He'll do the extraordinary out of the ordinary. I did a series on that once for a while. I'll tell you, that was pretty good. All of the out of the ordinary and extraordinaries that God'll do if we will just believe. But you get to choose, and I get to choose every day who we gonna believe. So let's not just celebrate Christ at Christmas. Let's celebrate him all year long. As Christ gives to us, let us be givers all year long. Don't just say, Well, at Christmas I'm a little happier and I feel a little more joyful and Even if I don't have money to give or buy anything, I just feel a little happier because everybody else is. Let's have that same spirit every day because the life giver is living on the inside of you and me. So let's go share it. Let's spread his character around. Let's spread Christ wherever we go. Be a giver spiritually, physically, financially, in every area of your life. Let's be an imitator of Christ and be a giver. Give with a joyful heart. Do you know it's an honor to give? It's an honor to give in every area of your life and honor those that God has placed in your life. You know, we honor our pastor in many ways. We pray for him every day. We send financial gifts. I'm not ashamed to say that to him regularly, you know, because we love our pastors because they laid their life down for us. We love others that God had put into our heart, into our lives to be an example. We honor them and cherish them because they know more about God and have lived life and example in front of us. We honor each and every one of you so thankful that God has given you us and that God put us here. What an honor that, to be family with you. We call that a privilege. We call it a privilege to be part. Of such a beautiful people, such a beautiful people. So let's go give, let's go give it away. Give, God was the original giver, and you can't lose out by imitating Him, and you can't outgive by imitating your Father, especially at Christmas, sowing those special seeds, those special things like love, maybe giving up your time. And you know, that's really hard at this time of year because, like I said, everybody's busy. But you know what? It's sometime in that busyness that that other person may be crying out to God saying, If you're real, then show me. Because I may not be here tomorrow, God. I, I can't go another day. Maybe they don't even believe, but they're saying, God, if you're really real, then show me. Send somebody. Maybe all it is is you coming by and saying, can I buy you a cup of coffee? And I'm going to tell you something. Don't be deceived when you sit in the church and you think, well, everybody's okay in here. I don't need to sell anything to them or invite them over. No, that's a lie. Okay, we're all human. We all go through stuff. We all get stuck. We get attacked by the devil. Sometimes just take a minute and say, you know what? Come on over to my house. We can have a cookie and coffee. We can have tea, okay? Or if you don't have anywhere to go, come and have dinner with us. Come on over, just come over to the house and we'll just sit. How hard does it take you to boil some water for some tea or make a cup of coffee? That don't cost you nothing. It costs your time. But what's your time worth if maybe that person's time might be where they're saying, God, I can't go on another day. Or maybe somebody's saying, God, I'm going to give you one last chance to show me you're real. Send me somebody to tell me that you're real so I can give my life to you. I'm going to tell you, We are living in times that it is critical that we go show the light of Jesus. Don't get so busy that you forget your surroundings and they walk by you every day. You work with them every day. You come in here and you sit in the church and you look across and you don't even know their name because we don't take a minute to say hi or hello. Or even maybe obey God. God says, go over there and give them a hug before you leave today. And you think, Well, I don't know who they are. They're going to think I'm a weirdo. Well, let them think you're a weirdo. But thank God what it might do for you. As you're giving that hug, God's doing something in you. He just healed something in you, and he just healed something in them. Wow, what a miraculous thing. What a little touch from God can do when we'll reach out to one another. And did you know, see, God is the original giver, so we can't never out-give, but he is our example, and we're supposed to be imitating him. So if he is a giver, and he was the original giver, then we should be giving in every area of our lives, and especially this time of year, and especially at Christmas, especially at Christmas. And did you know what? He will support your habits. When you're a giver of God, he'll support your habit. So don't worry. You say, well, I only got so much love, God, to give away. Go ahead. God says, the more you give away, the more I can give back to you. Well, God, I can only sow so much, or I only got so much time, or I can only have so many people over. Well, just start doing it. If it's only with one, do it then. God said, I'll give you more time. I'll put a super on your time that you didn't even know that you had. I'll make a way when there seemed to be no way. I'll give you finances because you're given." God said, I'll support your habit. When it's done in my name, I'll support it. That's a pretty awesome thing, isn't it? But you don't have to support God's habit. God said, I'll support it. Wow. Always remember, you reap what you sow. Especially, let's sow God's love this year. Let's sow his love. Let's be that gift of Jesus to those around us. Be Jesus with skin on, okay? And you go, but you don't know I'm in trouble, I'm hurting, I'm broken. That's all right. How do broken people get healed? They go love on somebody else that's broken. You go, but I'm not perfect. God ain't looking for perfect people. He's looking for willing and obedient people. If you need healing in your body, then go pray for somebody else that's sick. If you're believing God for whatever you're believing God for, go love on somebody else. Rejoice with others. You stand in the Me Too line. He's no respecter of person. Be a giver this year. Let's be that gift to those around us. Let's sow joy and peace and hope and love to all you come in contact with. As Pastor Ron comes, I'm going to read this thing that I had read and I just thought it was really good. But this was the other thing I heard. The Lord said, tell him it's time to go. Take time for others. Go. Go and tell of his love. Tell it here and then go out there and tell it and then bring them back with you. Amen. Don't go try and sell people, you know, that your church has 14 programs and we have the most perfect pastors and all of our people are perfect and everything's wonderful and the chairs are soft and they keep the heat and the air just at the right perfect temperature all of the time and everything is just so wonderful. No, go tell them, you know what? I was broken. And God healed me. Healed my heart, my body, my soul. I was alone. And God became my friend. He gave me a family. Come and be with me. Come and share the family that I have found. It's not a perfect family. But it's a loving family. And when when it's good, we're together. And when it's bad, we're together. We're in it to win it. We're in it to win it. When things are good and when things are bad when you mess up I'll be there for you and I hope when we mess up you'll be there for us but we're in it to win it we're in this together we lift each other up Christmas the perfect motive is that God so loved the world the perfect gift is he gave his only son the only requirement is to believe in Him. The reward of faith is that you shall have everlasting life. What a special, special gift! What a special, special gift this Jesus! What a special, special gift! You know, when, and I, I actually had heard this the other day when I was praying about for today that if, if they only knew how much I love them. If they would only let me in and let me love them. But there's nothing I cannot and will not do for them. And today, many of you, you might have, I know Carrie had lost her grandmother. You may have lost a loved one. Or maybe you've lost one in the beginning of this year. So maybe this will be your first Christmas without them. You know? Maybe you're having trouble in your marriage, or you're trouble in your finances, or trouble in relationships, trouble at your job. Maybe you're believing for a job. Maybe you need another job. Maybe you don't have a vehicle. You're believing God for a vehicle. Maybe you've got sickness in your body, and you're believing God for that. God said, there's nothing I cannot and will not do if you'll just ask and invite me in. But then don't invite me in today and throw me out tomorrow. Don't invite me in that area one day and then all of a sudden, you know, you think, oh, wow, gosh, things have been going pretty good. See you later. God, I'll be back when I need you again. See, it don't work that way. How many of you know out there in the natural? See, you can't just put gas in your car one time because after a while, guess what? The gauge keeps going down. Now, if you go, oh, well, I don't need to put any more in there. I put some in there last week. Well, if you drive it every day, you're using the gas. Well, it's the same thing with God. you got to stay with Him every day. It can't just be on and off. That's why so many Christians, oh Lord, been saved 2, 4, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years and we're still going around the same bush. Okay? We're still taking two steps forward and 20 steps back. Look, there's no condemnation in that, but I'm telling you, God's saying that can change. Let's stop that cycle. We don't have to keep doing that. Okay? Even the world knows this. If you keep doing the same thing and thinking you're going to get different results, it don't happen that way. we got to change some things. But what happens when we say the word change? That upsets our little fleshly body. Our mind says, but I don't want to change. Maybe I like everything the way it is. I've always liked it this way. I may not really like the results, but I've always done it this way. Maybe you need to change and do it differently. Amen? See? Because God says in order to grow, what happens? Change takes place. When things are growing, they're stretching. Okay, even in the natural, when a little child starts growing, there's even a certain point where they start you know, going through some pains because there's such growth happening. Well, growing pains hurt, but why? Because they're for good. They're taking us to a better place, a bigger place. So we got to keep growing in God because, see, people need you. People need me. You're going to touch lives that we can never touch in here. You're going to go out there and go come across people that we'll never come across. Your life is being watched, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not. Our lives are being watched every day by those who believe and by those who don't. Most importantly, it's being watched by God. And what we do with it counts. And you say, but you don't know, man, I have messed up my life so many times. I have made so many mistakes. I've just really have just messed it up. God said, that's all right. Today's a new day. Thank God we get to wake up every morning and thank God that we get another start. We get another chance at this thing. That if I messed up yesterday, that's all right. God said, let's do it better today. You got another chance today. Thank God you woke up. If you woke up this morning, then you got another chance to do better. You got another chance to change what you did yesterday and do it better today. And then tomorrow you get to do it a little bit better. Because God is a good and a loving God, a merciful, forgiving God. But he said, I don't want you to stay this way. I love you and I'm merciful, but I don't like seeing you being stuck all the time because you're not growing you're not maturing you're not being able to walk into all that he has for us I'm telling you God's got some big things but it's because some of us hasn't got there yet see we're still back here and God said uh you need to move you need to take another step you keep sitting here and you keep going backwards God said what I got for you is up here let go of that back there take some steps get up don't try to change everything. Look, I could sit down in my life right now and say, God, there's about 15 things I'd like to change. And I'm really bad about that. And everything here, I want different and better and all that. And then I get all overwhelmed because I can't do it all. God says, let's just take one thing. Let's take one step and let's do that. And then tomorrow we take another step. See, and then what you'll find out, see, then what you can walk in some peace and joy because you're not trying to change everything. And some of you need to quit changing Everybody, quit trying to change your man, change your woman, change your kids, change your neighbor, change your co-workers. Oh, but God, if I could just work with all Christian people, well, what would be the fun in that? They'd irritate you, too. So think about it. Whether they're Christians or non-Christians, you're still going to be irritated, right? Because that's what the flesh, you know, you know, it gets irritated. But what more challenge to work with people, see, that don't know nothing about God, or that maybe knew Him and got hurt and left Him? Just go be the light, okay? Don't go in there and beat them up with your Bible, okay? Don't go in there and try to force them to have a devotion with you. Just go in there and love them. How hard is that? Just be you. Be Jesus with skin on. Some of you, don't need to get a little happier. Because, see, some of you, you wonder, well, nobody ever wants to come around me. Well, maybe it's because you've been sucking on that lemon for so long. (laughs) They're like thinking, man, they've just got the sourest look about them. They just look ugly all the time. They look like they're mad. I'm afraid to go around them. Let's get some joy about us. See, I don't know about you, but there's something about it even when you're feeling yucky. Even when you had a bad day, when you see somebody come in and they got a little bit of joy about them, a little bit of a dance in their step, you go, wow. Now, you can either do two things. You can go, well, one of us made them so happy. Or you can go, well, whatever it is they got, let me go over there and maybe some of it will rub off on me. That's what we should be out here in this world. The people go, man, I don't know what it is, but I'll come over here near you because whatever you got, I'd like some of it. Where'd you say you go to church? Let's get happy. Let's get happy. And not just at the most wonderful time of the year. Let's start looking at it. Let every day be the most wonderful time of the year because Jesus lives on the inside of you and me. If I could just ask all of you if you could just stand for just a minute <clears throat> I'm going to tell you something God's going to release something right now healing and comfort peace and joy hope some of you got some hopeless situations but with God you got hope did you know that God can come and just breathe on that thing and turn it all around turn it around just turn it around Going to take your trouble and we're going to turn it to triumph today because we're going to believe the gift giver, we're going to believe Jesus today. So, Father, I just thank you right now. I declare right now, I speak over those hopeless situations right now. I release right now, God, a peace. God, let today there's been revelation released. God, even though they still don't understand, but Lord, they're not trying to figure it out no more. They're just going to step out in faith and God, and just say, God, I don't know how you're going to do this, but I'm going to just choose to believe today. Just say this one and say, I choose to believe that my God can turn everything around for my good. Everything that's wrong he'll make it right right. whatever's upside down down. he'll make it right side up up. and I believe it it. and I receive it it. today Today. Father I thank you right now though too God there has been an impartation of your light God released over your people God let us go shine that light this day let us shine let us see things different now. Let us see people how you see them. God, let us not look on the outside, but let us see with the eyes of Jesus that even though everything in the church even, everybody looks happy and they look nice and pretty and all that, but today, God, you've let our hearts become sensitive to know that there's somebody maybe sitting in front of me or way over on the other corner of the church. That God, they just need to know that you love them and that they're loved and that you're praying for them. I thank you, God, that we're going to be sensitive more about our brothers and sisters in the house and those outside the house. God, give us opportunities, especially the rest of this month, God, to shine your light, show your love, and to go give it away. And we'll thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name.